Aloha and welcome to the special edition of Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. In this special series of conversations, we will will be journeying with renowned author and teacher Nikki Scully into the shamanic mysteries of ancient Egypt. Conversations is sponsored by HealthMasterySystems.com, Holistic Products for Body, Mind, and Soul, and PurePlanEssentials.com, Organic Aromatherapy. Please visit these websites today. Be sure to visit the iTunes Store and subscribe for the complete lineup of shows on Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Today, Nikki will be talking about the Egyptian gods Sobek and Horus, two powerful opposing psychic forces found operating within all human beings. Sobek and Horus help us to learn about forgiveness and understanding. Nikki will conclude today's show with a guided forgiveness meditation. Nikki Scully has been teaching healing, shamanic arts, and the Egyptian mysteries since 1983. In the late 1980s, Nikki founded Shamanic Journeys and is internationally recognized as the foremost leader and guide for spiritual tourists in Egypt. Nikki is the author of the Anubis Oracle, A Journey into Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, book and card deck, and co-author of Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, Awakening the Healing Power of the Heart. Nikki's audio course, Becoming an Oracle, has just been released by Sounds True. To learn more and register for our upcoming shamanic tour in Egypt, led by Nikki Scully this November 6-21, to 2009, please visit shamanicjourneys.com. That's shamanicjourneys.com. Or call 1-800-937-2991. That's 1-800-937-2991. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Nikki Scully. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thanks for joining us. First, tell us about Sobek, the crocodile-headed god, and what he represents for us in our psyche. The reptilian brain that all of us still have um, goes back to our time in that world, the reptilian time, and to this day, it functions to... um, assist us with our autonomic functions, things like breathing and uh, the the rhythms that are necessary to sustain us in our lives that we don't have to think about in order to accomplish. And that is the seed of power for Sobek for us now. Mm -hmm. Um, There's Sobek first appeared to me when I was uh, doing the research to bring in power animal meditations, mm-hmm. which is um, was first published in 1991 as The Golden Cauldron. And in that work, he appeared to show us how to... Uh, wait for the the right moment, the right timing, and then spring for that which we need to manifest, Mm -hmm. and is a very powerful ally in that way, and since then I've developed a wonderful relationship over the years with Sobek, and yet I was surprised at how he chose to appear certainly not that he chose to appear because he's been very prominent in my work since uh, the early 90s but um, that he chose to appear with Sobek in the place 
that in traditional tarot would be given to the lovers, which is card number six. Mm-hmm. And so at first, Starwolf and I were kind of astonished. Well, what are what are these two doing in the place of the lovers? And <clears throat> and then as we looked more deeply into it, and of course we're instructed and given the information, we realized that uh, the Temple of Komombo, mm-hmm. which is dedicated to Sobek and Horus, is a place that I always went to as a part of my taking people through Egypt to deal with and work with the dark side, the shadow side in our nature. Mm -hmm. And it is the only temple in Egypt that is dedicated to two gods simultaneously. Um, One side is devoted to Horus and the other to Set, and as you walk through and come to the Holy of Holies, there is an altar to each of them. Mm -hmm. And so they, you think of them as being quite opposite, but when you really look carefully at Sobek and Horus, you see that combined they include all of the elements. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Horus is the hawk god Mm -hmm. who is always um, associated with the sun. And all of the pharaohs of Egypt are called Horus. Mm -hmm. And he is that to which we are attempting to um, align ourselves as the current ruler of creation in a sense the horse represents the enlightened ruler horse wasn't always enlightened he had to grow up mm-hmm. and battle with his uncle set and earn that place of maturity mm-hmm. and so in our journey through the shamanic mysteries of Egypt we meet Horus first at the temple that he shares with Sobek in order to achieve the reconciliation that allows Horus to come to maturity. About reconciling these opposites. And um, right now, um, one might say we're in a cul-de-sac of opportunity with these two forces playing themselves out on a massive global scale. So what is the opportunity uh, currently being presented by these two forces for our world, Nikki? Well, what happens in the work that I do with these two, uh, I like mostly to do it at their temple because their temple is such a powerful stage for this reconciliation to happen. And um, I found that we can do it also through a guided journey. It has to do with the evolution in our consciousness as we move from the uh, place where we 
relied on the reptilian brain to where we have come to where we now have the neocortex. And Horus is also symbolic of how we have evolved. But we haven't really utilized the capacity, not anywhere near to its fullness, of this new, the opportunity that the neocortex affords us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because we tend to rely on our old ways. Yes, the habits and the patterns that we have. And the patterns that we've created. So part of moving forward and owning fully who we can be is to relinquish our attachment to the Sobek part of ourselves. Not that we want to deny Sobek his rightful place as having given us the foundation for who mm-hmm. we have become. And for keeping us safe. I mean, that's one of the And goals. for keeping us safe. Mm-hmm. We always want to keep our ties with the, our ancestral foundations that underlie the structure of who we are and who we are becoming. Mm-hmm. And so uh, earlier in the Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt work, uh, we come before the god Knum and we receive new bodies during which we recognize that tail that we no longer carry in our physical form Mm -hmm. as the ground that connects us to the planet in the form of the god Sobek and the crocodile. So we always have that invisible tail to reconnect us, not just to the earth, but our ancestral roots that go back thousands, even millions of years. And yet, and in order to fly as the hawk, we need to have those lines strengthened so that the, the wisdom of our ancestors are available to us. Mm-hmm. So, so that comes to us in this work as uh, that part of our lineage and also stands in the place of Set, our adversarial ally, the uncle of Horus who slayed, who uh, slew Osiris and, uh, you know, sent him to the underworld where Mm -hmm. he now reigns and where he whispered his wisdom to, through dreams and visions to Horus as he was growing up so that Horus would be prepared to eventually grow into becoming the enlightened ruler that his father was. Mm-hmm. And Set was his obstacle, his adversarial ally that mm-hmm. he had to battle. And Set... Uh, symbolizes the forces of darkness that some would call evil that we have to contend with in our own nature. Mm -hmm. This is not evil outside of ourselves. If it's in any of us, it's in all of us. Yes, exactly. And so we have to own and recognize and embrace 
the wholeness of who we are, mm-hmm. including sex. And, and to not be afraid of that part of our nature and that we have we mature to the place where we trust ourselves to make the the high, the higher choice. What transforms the alchemy that transforms our shadow is love. Mm-hmm. And as dispensed in the shamanic mysteries of Egypt by Hathor, and once we understand and own the love of Hathor, then we can come before any aspect of our shadow self. Mm-hmm. And when we meet that with love, it is transformed. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so two ways. You, you see how it's serving you, how it has. Well, I mean, is that yes, one of definitely the things that's you... part of it. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at. Okay. Well, what does so, the transformation look like? Maybe you could give an example. Well, there's two rounds in Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt. In the first round, the reconciliation of opposites happens with uh, Horus and Sobek with the help of Sekhmet as the fire that comes in to transform uh whatever oppositional forces that are facing off with one another. Mm -hmm. And through that process of transformation, we perceive the opposing forces within ourselves with compassion Mm -hmm. and ultimately forgiveness. Mm -hmm. In the second round, you come to Hathor... And where you are immersed in her love and be, and realize that with the love of Hathor you can face anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you are armed with love and prepared to meet your shadow self. Mm-hmm. And in, instead of the big monstrosity that we've built up or the evil that we've built up in our minds, um, it's transformed mm-hmm. by that love so that it becomes that combination becomes greater than either or in separation mm-hmm. and the third part of that is wajet now wajet is very closely related to sekhmet sekhmet is the lion headed goddess who wears the Uraeus on her diadem, which is the cobra who is Wajet, which is the Kundalini itself. Mm-hmm. So, whereas if you are unprepared, if you don't have the humility, the humility, if you approach with arrogance, if you are in a state of, uh, you know, have any greed in standing before that um, awesome, potent force of energy, Mm -hmm. well, it will kill you. It will take you down. Mm -hmm. But if you approach with the appropriate respect and humility, then you will be blessed with... uh, all the energy that you require to accomplish whatever it is 
that you need. Mm-hmm. And so as we work with these archetypes in ourselves, we learn how to walk with grace, humility, and respect. Mm-hmm. But the work of getting there requires uh, these alchemical processes mm-hmm. of reconciliation and uh, in the in the next round that alchemy of, of making something greater from the two yes. initially opposing yes. parts. Yes. Which is so needed in today's world, I feel that. Uh, well, it's to... it's all of our work. Mm-hmm. It's I'm as as we're talking, I'm reflecting these what we're talking about in rites of passage in my own life mm-hmm. that have been just coming up like snapshots as we're speaking where I've seen this process in action and not and it's only in reflection that I can put together the archetypal significance of those experiences mm-hmm. and look at them in the light of these mysteries as they've been revealed mm-hmm. in the work of Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt and the Anubis Oracle. Mm-hmm. And so that said, um, I suppose if you'd like to do the the reconciliation journey from the first round, mm-hmm. I think for, probably for reconciling different. the opposing forces. Yes. So, yeah. what I would ask the listener to do at this point is to consider where you're conflicted. Um. What are the obstacles to to facing life in joy and with grace and ease? Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, I want to interject. We are at um, the quarter moon today, so we're at a 90 degree. The moon is at a 90 degree to the sun. So there is, comp- you know what I'm saying, between the moon and the sun today, uh, we are in, a, a, you know, they're in conflict. A conflicted position. Exactly. So people well, will that probably... that is a perfect time to do this work. Yes. Because we want to utilize all the forces at our disposal. <coughs> we want to utilize all the forces at our disposal to shed light upon the process to give it more efficacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, and the more people can get have a, a can can understand, you know, this the relevance of this in their own life in a practical sense is what you're saying. So, what you need to do as we prepare to uh, enter into this guided visualization is to begin to think about where you are conflicted. Um, what you have, what situations and people in your life you are polarizing and are presenting to you as obstacles or conflicted um, 
relationships or situations. And then we're going to journey to the Temple of Sobek and Horus, which is perched above the Nile, um, just a, a little bit north of Aswan in southern Egypt. And we will meet Sobek and Horus there only when Sobek materializes uh, it will be in the form of set because um, you really want to look deeply at your shadow aspect mm-hmm. um, and then it is Sekhmet, who comes in with the active ingredient of the actual alchemical process. Um, okay. Okay. So we ready to do this? Yes. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to ask everybody to take a moment to ground and center yourself and listen to this in a place where you won't be distracted and if you're in a car uh, probably not probably want to pull to the side of the road Um, we always start in any of my alchemical or shamanic mysteries work by focusing on our heart centers bringing the internal and eternal flame of our being that dwells in the sanctuary of our heart center into focus. And as soon as you perceive this heart flame in whatever way you do, feed it with love. Pour love upon your flame. And notice how your heart flame brightens. You might see it, feel it, hear it, smell it, just open all your senses to appreciate your own eternal heart flame and how it responds to the love that you pour upon it. And as you continue pouring love upon your flame, we're going to add the heart breath to further strengthen your flame and prepare you for the journey ahead. The heart breath is done by simultaneously breathing, inhaling from the heart of the earth and the heart of the cosmos, drawing the breath up through all the layers of the earth as you draw it down from the stars through the whole of the cosmos into your crown and up through your spine until your in-breath joins at your heart flame and mingles with the love you're pouring upon it. Hold your breath for a couple of seconds while the alchemy takes place and then as you exhale The breath goes through every cell of your body, awakening 
vitalizing, bringing in the potent forces of earth and sky, the vitality, the intelligence. It passes through every cell of your body and radiates out into the world. When you do this breath for a few times, it works like bellows to strengthen your heart flame and awaken your entire being. When we breathe the heart flame together, we are connected at our heart fires and our connected heart fires create a glow, a radiance that's like a light that attracts the pantheon, our spirit guides, and all those who would support us in this work. So take a minute to take a few more heart breaths. Feel our connection strengthen and our circle grow as the allies come to witness and support us in the intentional work of reconciling the opposing forces within. In the light of your radiant heart flame, as you look through internally through the perspective of your heart imagine yourself at the temple of Horus and Sobek beautiful Egyptian temple perched on the edge of the Nile It is one of the most grateful, graceful, and aesthetically beautiful temples in Egypt. And as you walk through its colonnades, you can see images of Horus, the hot god, and of Sobek, the crocodile god on the walls as you pass through the temple. Toward the back of the temple is the Holy of Holies. And there's a place where you can stand between the two altars of the gods, Horus and Sobek. This temple is on the west side of the Nile, and if you look further to the west, beyond the temple is desert. And from the desert... First you see Set coming in from the left. He's like shape-shifting. Jackal. 
a serpent with a cobra head continuing to shape shift as he moves closer to the temple until he arrives as the crocodile god Sobek. Horus is coming in from the right, riding across the desert on the back of a being that looks like a cross between an elephant and a camel dressed in his princely regalia. They come before you and Sobek stands on your left and Horus on the right. As you greet these beings and you look at them as you you know look eye to eye at each of them it's as though they enter into your body and you can begin to feel the natures of both of these opposing gods within you and with the recognition of these archetypal principles inside you you begin to feel your struggle your unique tug of war that's going on within your being breathe the heart breath deeply it will help you to clarify your inner um visionary capacities look for whatever conflict is going on inside you it might be your own self-critical nature it might be with regard to a person or situation that's causing conflict in your life but it's as though you have these opposing forces duking it out inside of you. One trying to pull you forward, the other back. As you self-reflect and honor this struggle, you realize that this is not new. You have resolved this struggle in your life, perhaps again and again. And so you can take a moment to honor how far you've come with it and know that now you're striving to have more consistency with resolution of this struggle in your life. So just be, for a moment, reflecting on whatever issues are coming up for you at this time. And let yourself also feel how it tears you apart.
as you maintain the focus of the struggle inside you. Way off in the distance in the desert, you can now see like swirling sand coming towards you. Streaking across the desert. And finally, as it nears, you see that it is a chariot of cobras carrying the goddess Sekhmet. The sun is glinting off her as though she's made of gold. She stands tall on her chariot, generating power in every direction. The cobras that are pulling her chariot embody kundalini the life force itself and you know that they serve this goddess for hers is the powerful potent sekem the power and energy of transformation. As Sekhmet approaches and comes to a halt right before you, her green eyes, eyes penetrate the whole of your being. you can see that this goddess is very clear in her intention. These opposing forces within you will be reconciled. She directs her attention first to Sobek. She tells him he is too harsh and impatient She reminds him that he has been millennia in, the, in his creation and we don't have time to create another. Then she turns to Horus. Listen. Learn patience. Be attentive ground your energies take that fiery temper of yours and add the element earth ground yourself and learn to stand in the fire without discharging chaos that the fire of this transformation pass through your heart before you speak then this great goddess it's as though she pulls the magical power from the heart of the uh, from the heart of the earth it rushes up through her body and shoots out her eyes and her ears and it's all directed at you 
so now stand in the fires of this goddess and in so doing learn how to use true power from the source As Sekhmet's fire penetrates your being, it's as though the conflict raging within you is heated up. It's as though the fire meets the friction. Creating a kind of vortex through which this energy is generated and you feel penetrated even consumed by it Sekhmet's head moves closer to you and she breathes onto you with her hot lion's breath. Her voice comes as a low purr and within the frequency and vibration of her purr you feel yourself take in the spirit of forgiveness of self-love and acceptance and you know that yes this transformation can and will happen And so you release, you let go, you surrender to it so that you can move forward. And with the surrender comes a softening in your being, in your heart. begin to feel a balancing as the conflict dissipates each of the sides that were polarized is now able to feel empathy for the other And from this perspective, you will be able to forgive yourself, to accept yourself, 
and to know that even if you've been unconscious, stuck, or limited, you can move forward from the reconciliation that's occurring within you now. You can forgive yourself and forgive yourself for all your impulsive, irresponsible, irrational acts and those in which you have lacked compassion. the opposing forces come together you begin to feel a kind of peacefulness settling within Horace and Sobek forgive each other inside of you and outside and you feel the cleansing and purification that's happening with this alchemical process alchemy is complete you'll hear as uh, Sekhmet and the three cobras kiss and let out an exuberant roar Celebration and gratitude. 
Oh, that was wonderful. I really was feeling. I'm going to do that one. Do that one again. Actually, I just think that's very. I had a lot of things happening. So, thank you so much for sharing that, Nikki. Well, you're welcome. But I want to make sure that everybody grounds and centers themselves fully mm-hmm. in their physical body before moving forward okay. from that place okay. of transformation. Yes, well, I feel shaken, not stirred. <laughs> it definitely uh, shook up a lot of cellular stuff. It's going to take take a while for it to settle. Uh, hydrate, Excellent. maybe. Drink a lot of water. Yes. That should help. Thank you for asking me to do that. Yes, that was very <laughs> powerful. I'm glad you shared that with us. I think that will be very beneficial for those who take the take the journey there for... And like I say, I want to do. I want to actually do it again with some other, maybe different things that you have conflicts on. I don't know about you, but I, you know, I have conflicts. You know, and sometimes it's just recognizing those conflicts and resolving them, and then you don't manifest them in your daily life. You know what I'm saying? You don't take them out into right. your world. You um, you face these uh, opposing forces within your own heart and mind, and and the recipe for that particular alchemical process is one of the rites of passage in Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the really important works that we all need to be doing yes. at this time. Yes, yes, yes. If everyone would do their own inner work, um, you know, it would definitely uh, help it, the passage be easier uh, for all of us. So. So uh, is there anything else you would like to share with us before we close? Where do we go from here, Nikki? Um, I think I'd like to go full circle from here and complete our series um, by talking about and perhaps introducing everyone to my teacher, who is Thoth, who has just taken me for just the most amazing um, journey of um, coming into, well, delving into these mysteries and finding ways to make what I learn part of my life. And as I look around at the magic of what has... uh, my life has become uh, it's just with deep gratitude and honoring that um, I wish to thank and um, extend that relationship to your listeners wonderful wonderful so uh, to learn more and register for our upcoming shamanic tour in Egypt led by Nikki Scully this November 6 to 21, 2009. Please visit shamanicjourneys.com. That's shamanicjourneys.com or call 1-800-937-2991. That's 1-800-937-2991. Have a beautiful day, everyone. A warm mahalo. Thanks for joining us. See you in two weeks when we'll be journeying further into the shamanic mysteries of Egypt and talking about Thoth. Uh, thanks again, Nikki. It's been a pleasure.